This is Steve Addison from the Movement Podcast. The podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today I'm talking to Dave Lawton, founder of Praxis. Dave, it's been a while since we've caught up. You've been uh, busy building, uh, well, I guess a missionary movement called Praxis. Tell us a bit about Praxis and what you've been doing since we talked last. Wow, Steve, it has been a while. And um, if last time we were talking about the western suburbs of Melbourne, um, today we can talk about all around Australia and uh, workers being spread out um, uh, in numbers of areas as we've um, been really focusing on... uh, training workers, making disciples, and uh, planting them in the, in areas where they're reaching the harvest. So, um, yeah, we've been on quite a journey. It's been had ups and downs and struggles, and um, and yet uh, the most thrilling thing that we could be on because it's, uh, it's obviously the Spirit of God is breathing in areas where we're being obedient to Him and hearing His voice. Um, so it's, it's quite exciting. Yeah. So how you said the, the ministry's grown from being, uh, you know, western suburbs of Melbourne where you and Colleen just started prayer walking and mm. others began to join you. You're looking for persons of peace, sharing the gospel, mm. doing discovery Bible study. Mm. Now that's happening, there are workers across Australia. Mm. Um, so how did that expansion take place? It's a, as, as we started to do... Uh, jump into the harvest and start to connect. Uh, people started with like-minded passion, started to join us and um, started to work with us. And these were people that were were a lot of young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our, our movement is predominantly young adults. Um, and uh, they are predominantly flexible, passionate, available uh, people that would uh, are willing to give their lives to Jesus and make a difference. And so our job was then to start to plant what I describe as the DNA of following Jesus, how Jesus did mission, what does the book of Acts have to do with us today, um, following those examples, learning from movements that are happening in third world countries, applying those principles and just uh, seeing these young adults practitioner. Okay, why, why don't you, just to flesh it out, why don't you tell us the story of, you know, one or two of those young adults, how mm. you connected with them, how they got into the harvest field, what's happening for them now? Yeah, um, we could uh, choose someone like Andrew Pyman, who um, who is actually a youth pastor at Crossway Baptist. Um, okay, so that's one of Australia's larger churches, probably yeah. three or 4,000 people, yes. and he was a youth pastor there. Youth pastor, as well as doing university work. We'd start catching up for coffee, Yeah, and uh, we'd start to talk and dream a dream together of what it could look like, and he started to practice the principles that we're talking about, or passionate prayer, uh, abundant gospel sowing, making disciples of hungry and open people. And then so so when you say groups. he's doing those things, what does it actually look like? If you were with him, what's he what's he doing? He's on university campuses at that, that time. And yeah. he's, um, he's going out and starting uh, prayer meetings early in the morning and then starting groups um, uh, with, with non-believers and just gathering around. And the key, the key difference or the key thing that we learnt 
um, from David Watson was um, Discovery Bible Study. Okay. That really gave us a very clear tool to to really sit down and, and begin a discipleship process with non-believers. So, uh, so Andrew's he's he's praying a lot. Yep, early in the morning, and then he's going out on uni campuses and he's connecting. How how does he connect to find people to do Discovery Bible Study? Uh, he he uses a variety of means from from. Um, it's primarily relational, just mm-hmm. being on site and talking to people and being transparent with his faith. Mm. Um, it, it's not, it's no magic pill here. It's just, yeah. just being available, just being mm. on site, but, but being incredibly intentional and focused. Um, so Andrew, Andrew's out there, and um, uh, yeah, he, he starts to do this, and as he does this, this passion for mm. movements, mm-hmm. this passion for for making disciples that multiply just grows in his heart and um, mm. soon he becomes one of our leaders and soon he he we go and start to do outreach in West Sydney which is one of the neediest areas in Australia I would believe 2 million people in a, mm. which represents about 10% or more of our population um, and uh, he gets he starts praying for an apostolic leader for West Sydney and then God taps him on the shoulder and says what about you Mm. Now you've t- West Sydney's uh, uh, it's another city in Australia. Yeah. He's in Melbourne, yeah. so you take this young youth pastor, yeah, and uh, you drag him off to yeah. uh, one go- of the toughest mission fields in Australia. There's yeah. a it's it's a real centre for uh, people who follow Islam and a lot of immigrant folk, yeah, people from from tough economic backgrounds, yes, um, and you get him praying and. Connecting up there, yeah, and then he gets the call to go to West God, Sydney. God calls him, and he starts to in in the process. He picks up a beautiful young lady as a wife. From, well, there's an incentive. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And <laughs> did you arrange that? Or no, no, no. That's a God arrangement, and she she is a wonderful woman. Who, what's what's her name? Melinda. Melinda and, okay. and Mindy. And Mindy actually we connected with by prayer walking in Western Australia. Um, and So you found him a wife in Western Australia. I can't say you, I found Then you got wife, them both but, uh, to, to Western it Sydney. Was, it was amazing. As we started to prayer walk the nation, God yeah. spoke to us and said, take the nation, prayer walk okay. the nation. And so we started to go to these different places. Andrew was with me yeah. when we were in Western Australia. We happened to meet with Melinda. Okay. Mindy uh, then uh, gets the call, and she comes over and starts ministry with us in Western Sydney. Obviously, sparks start to fly, and uh, they get married. And mm. Both passionate for making disciples. And, wow. and uh, they, they are now um, not simply taking West Sydney. In the process, they are... They're both. They're in the harvest. They're just fabulous workers. What do you mean they're in the harvest? I mean, what does that look like for this young couple in in Western Sydney? Probably nearly every day of the week, they're yeah. sitting with groups of Muslims or people from nations, or and doing discovery Bible study or eating food and connecting. They're immersed thoroughly. In fact, they're so immersed. When we talk to Andrew about engaging with the church, he kind of almost dismisses us. See, okay. um, not now. <laughs> it just yeah. describes his passion for the harvest. And so... Um, so they, his, his and Melinda's, or Mindy's job, well, job calling, yeah. they're out connecting with people who are far from God, yeah. and they might have a Muslim, Lebanese background, 
uh, or they might be African immigrants, yeah. uh, and they're sitting down in a cafe or restaurant, they're eating, they're drinking, and they're doing discovery Bible study with these folk. That's right. And uh, so they, they're starting groups uh, in West Sydney. In the meantime, God speaks to Andrew, who is a, is a young, I would say, an apostolic leader. He yeah. has a broad vision, and he says, now prayer walk the whole state of New South Wales. And Andrew's um, struggles with that for a little bit, but then in an act of obedience, he he gets in a car and literally sur- goes around New South Wales and surrounds the whole state in, in a prayer. He called it the Jericho trip. And and since that time, and that was only last year, we've then seen the initiation of many small groups in places like um, Kangaroo Valley and Orange and in northern, northern parts of New South Wales. And it's like um, God opened a field. Okay, and, and New South Wales is a massive size. It's probably bigger than any of the states, say, in the U.S., bigger than yeah. some European nations. Yes. So when you say prayer walk, yeah. what does that mean? What does that look like? Because it seems like this is a real s- central part of what how Praxis opens up fields. You, right. you don't have a lot of infrastructure. No. You don't have a lot of programs. Mm. You get people out prayer walking mm. and and not just a local community, mm. but you you know, the challenge from you or from the Lord or mm. both mm. comes, let's blanket this state in mm. prayer. Mm. So what does it look like to prayer walk mm. New South Wales? Mm. Part of the continuing journey for us was the Lord spoke to us and it was a number of facets. When I say the Lord spoke, it was a, a continuing journey of, uh, of to take the nation and and uh, to go to every community and to to prayer walk the nation. And so, last year we really felt that acutely. And so we tried to get into every state of the nation and stand and say, Lord, give us this ground. And not arrogantly us, but the kingdom. It's a kingdom focus. It's, so every community. On the continent of Australia, we want we want to tread in every community, and we're okay. actually coming close, Steve. We're actually um, I've just returned in from Western Queensland, where we're standing in some incredibly remote communities and praying and connecting. So what we do is we go into an area, uh, and most often or not, we have no contacts or no mm. contacts, and we just walk in. We we'll camp somewhere, or we'll find a motel room, and we'll just start to cry out to God for that area and we'll start to say God open up the harvest and we're primarily focusing on harvest and we're saying Lord is there a person of peace here is there someone we'll pray walk the streets and if there's nothing there no connection we move on but Mm. with the intention one day to come back and um and what we are trying to do is then establish regional leaders Mm -hmm. over areas who will then do um do that region and and just keep going back and finding open people and start to making disciples and so um and uh we do that uh often and uh, it's our initiation strategy how how much should we pray until we connect with people we mm. keep praying and then we connect this is interesting because i know that some people are on the activist side let's just get out and share mm. others are on the you know we got to breakthrough in the heavenlies before we can ever do anything and that often they never do anything yeah but uh with praxis you're very intentional we're going to blanket this not just this community but this city this state this region this continent in prayer 
but we are at the same time actively looking for an open door for someone who wants to do that discovery bible study or open a community to gathering around the scriptures and learning about jesus yes that's a that's a that's a good way of putting it steve i think um uh, we uh, we believe in prayer, but prayer in isolation without mission uh, is the, often the missing element of prayer. Mm. So prayer coupled with um, mission or apostolic uh, endeavor, just jumping out into community, sharing the gospel, um, finding you, out... You've also made prayer. mission very concrete. For some people, it's I, I just think it's a fog. Mm. You know, it's a word that we throw around being missional, mission or whatever. Mm. But... You've described to me, you know, well, here's Andrew and, and Mindy. They're in a cafe with some African folk or some Muslim folk or what, or some Aussie battlers and, or in a home, and they're sitting around the scriptures doing discovery Bible study. That's yeah. what it looks like. And they're looking to form those people into a group of disciples that will sustain Exactly. And, and train others to do the same thing. I mean, I, yes. I can see them doing this, whereas I guess a lot of the talk about mission, it, it's very abstract. Mm. It's, it's not about what do we do on Monday. Mm. Um, but this is very, very, very much mirrors and reflects the ministry of Jesus and the ministry of the disciples and Paul. Mm. Uh, one of our primary celebrations or our primary yeehaw moments is when we hear of somebody sitting with a non-believer opening scriptures and sharing Jesus or uh, teaching them a path of discipleship that will lead to knowing Jesus and baptism and multiplication. Mm. That's, for us, the pinnacle. That's what we aim for. Mm. And to reach a a community, an oikos, a relational network through that. Um, And uh, when I say we have had ups and downs, there are many times we we feel we're just hitting our heads against a brick wall Mm. here. There are many times we feel like we're just uh, learners with airplanes mm. on. Uh, we're not experts at this. We we just, but our focus is to do it, to, mm. to action, to to be practitioners, and um, and uh, yeah, and that story is multiplied. So in in Queensland and in Victoria, we have a growing group of leaders, and in Western Australia, and there are a few, and um, some connections in. Northern Territory, and we're now focusing on a few states like South Australia and Tasmania that we've got nothing there yet. So we actually have pre-walked those states, nearly gone to a lot of those towns and communities. Now we're going to go back in and we're going to do it again and do it again until God opens ground to us. So, yeah. Okay. And so all the time um, you're both engaged in the harvest looking to make disciples form groups that can become in their community, they can be the church together. But you're also building a missionary movement mm. in this of mm. people like uh, Andrew and Mindy. And so how many people would say, you know, I'm, I'm connected with what Praxis does. I've put my hand up maybe even just as a volunteer to, mm. to do this. 50 to 200 okay. um, people that, that we see in, in groups praying and now focusing on this. Um, and um, uh, there are quite a few new groups that are forming that I'm, that I'm not quite aware of that, I mean, I've heard about, but I don't know exactly where they're up to on the journey. So 
we're moving into second and third generation workers. One thing that the Lord really spoke to us, we really focus fiercely on jumping into the harvest and, and fiercely on practicing. And then we look at the, the need of, if, if that's God's vision, to reach every community. And we're such a small group of people. How are we going to do that? We have to multiply workers. And so one shift that's happened in us is to actually engage more and more believers into this task really intentionally to train and to call them into this this task and um so before when we're just letting it happen quite organically and Mm -hmm. naturally now we're we're going let's let's put a trumpet call out let's Mm. see how many people will get involved and um into this so in that first phase, you're gathering a core of people who are very committed mm. to the prayer, mm. the connecting, the person of peace, discovery Bible. You've, you've sort of honed, this is what we do. Yes. And now you're saying uh, we need to widen that circle and mobilize believers to, to do what we do. That's right. And so we're looking at the harvest and praying for workers for the harvest. And so probably that's... Um, we're trying to get more intentional with that um, because the, the task is great. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, yeah. What about beyond Australia? Hmm. We, we are, um, Jesus has a way of always expanding us. When we feel like we've reached the limit, he always says, and. <laughs> and uh, the Great Commission is like this in Judea, uh, Samaria, and to the outermost parts of the earth, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Um, so when we feel like we're being stretched in our faith, the Lord says, and don't stop there, you must look at the nations because the Great Commission does not finish with the borders of your nation. So we have um, targeted uh, areas and, and uh, one of those targets for us is places like Japan where we started to, uh, as in prayer, felt burdened for the nation of Japan and sent prayer teams over, um, have targeted the Japanese people in Australia and in numbers of discipling relationships. Some of our practice workers are doing Skype discipleship work with people in Japan as they've gone over connected. Mm. And some of these people are now followers of Jesus but not necessarily connected with the church. So they're doing that. And we are now having some people in our own midst feeling called long-term to Japan. We also have work amongst in Hungary, amongst gypsies, um, and we're targeting a, a five-block nation of Romania, Slovakia, Hungary, and a couple of others I can't remember on the top of my head. Okay. Uh, there, uh, because the gypsies spread mm. through that region. There's, no, there's not a national border there for them. And uh, we, have, we have workers in Spain as well who are, who are focusing on prayer and, and um, yeah, in southern Spain. And so it's quite exciting as we start to obey the challenge of the Spirit. We are focusing on, on Europe uh, as one of the things we feel like the Lord has spoken to us. And some people are, are feeling called to places like Germany. Um, and uh, we're sending our first outreach team into Europe um, late, later this year. Great. Um, as a, uh, some of the people we've baptised have actually been people like German backpackers. Mm. Um, and um, so they're over there in Germany, and uh, we've been staying connected, and we're going to go over there and start to uh, 
work in places like that. Uh, we're really excited about you going to London, Steve. Thank you. Um, because uh, you get a spare room. That's right. You get a spare room. But we feel like that that there's a lot of similarity mm. in the Western world mm. um, in what we're dealing with in some of the cultural dynamics of uh, at, at numbers of levels, and so. We feel like part of what we we are to do is to multiply workers that will target different areas. So mm. we have um, we have connections brewing in in Europe and um, and uh, even even America. Mm. So yes, God loves America. God loves America. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so it's it's about the Lord always dreaming bigger than us and mm. us trying to keep up with the Lord and then saying we're not sure exactly how this is going to mm. work, but okay. Let's dream your dream, Lord, and uh, follow that. So, yeah. so someone listening to this, if 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 you were going to sort of give them some some ideas about, you know, they've they've been encouraged by this interview, and they want to get started in in prayer, in connecting, in finding persons of peace, and doing discovery Bible study. What? How would you suggest? What What should they do just to get started? Well, to get started. Um, Get somebody with you on the journey. That's really an imperative. It's hard to do this with a thought bubble by yourself. Um, get get one or two others, and then start to pray for an area of people. Uh, and in that time of prayer, let the Lord speak, and let Him uh, give you His vision for that area. Let Him Him birth in your heart what He wants to do. It will usually be bigger. Well, I've never seen it an exception to that than what you think. And then start to be obedient to what you feel like the Lord is saying. Uh, start to go out into those areas and connect and communicate the gospel and connect, focus on the harvest, go to the edges, go to the dark places, go to where people are, uh, are, are needing Jesus. Um, uh, don't stay in the security of churches praying. Go into the harvest, waste time. Uh, by just sitting in a cafe in the areas you're trying to reach and connect with people. Often that is feeling, often that feels so unproductive, but that's the only way you can jump into a community and connect. And by doing that, you'll start to, the Lord will lead you to open people and then intentionally share the gospel. Learn how to share your story, learn how to share God's story, learn, learn how to create hooks, spiritual hooks, um, to engage people into spiritual conversation. And then after that, um, when they're open, uh, invite them into a process of opening the word and studying the life of Jesus or from creation to Christ or numbers of these tools that can Mm. be, I'm sure, accessed through your website there, Steve, of um, just uh, those kind of sites. And then um, take them through a discipleship process or best to disciple in groups, not individuals, Try and get two or three. Invite them, not just them, but ask them if they have others, friends that would like to join them. Uh, that way you're straight away planting a group, not an individual. If you can only disciple an individual, that's okay. Go for that, but always go for multiplication. Always go for groups. Disciple, baptize, multiply. So Okay. And Dave, uh, now Praxis has a website. If you've got... You know, if people wanted to learn a bit more about how you do discovery Bible study and, yeah. and how you connect, all of those yeah. sorts of things, are there some resources there as well? We have some resources on Praxis. It's spelt a bit funny, P-R-A-X-E-I-S. Um, but um, uh, 
just look at praxis.org.au under resources. We have some discovery Bible study. In fact, I just came from a... I met a group in Yapoon. Now, Yapoon is is uh, uh, near Rockhampton. It's the beautiful seaside resort of Rockhampton. And uh, I discovered a group of Christians there. I had dinner with them on Monday night. And I, they, to my surprise, I, I never knew about these guys. They had been on our website. They would listened to a short snippet on Discovery Bible Study. They would dropped their whole program. And... Uh, they had, they had been praying together. This is all they do for their Sunday church and their weekly activity. They pray, they go prayer walk their community, and trying to find men and women of peace to do Discovery Bible Study. Out of a short resource, I was shocked. You could have, mm. you could have bowled me over. That, that here's somebody that just connects on the web and says, this is what we're doing for the year. And I was meeting with the leader of that group and one of his offsiders. And, um, and I, I walked away going, wow. Mm. The power of multiplying resources is there. So we, we have a lot to learn uh, to, to multiply resources um, and to get that out there. But uh, as people grab hold of those things, they can really go for it, make mm. a difference, yeah. Well, Dave, we'll also link from the uh, the blog uh, to the praxis.org.au mm-hmm. And uh, people can find out more and also just uh, watch, I think, um, you know, the progress of Praxis over time. Mm. And I imagine if, if people are diving in like the folk in that group um, and, and actually putting into practice what they're learning, then uh, you or one of your workers would be happy to hear from, especially if they're based here in Australia. Um, so it's, it's, it's been good to, um, to talk to you. 